made a mistake. You have made it back to the Be Contagious Leadership Experience. And I am Hernando, and I'm flattered that you have decided to join us today. Every week, we strive to bring amazing people that will fill your buckets. And today is no different. We have a mompreneur. We have an actress. We have an everyday, all-around badass joining us today. And... She happens to be my sister. Pilar Freeman joins us on The Neighborhood, and you will hear how she has built an empire not only in her professional life, but in her personal life as well. So get ready, get a notebook, take notes, because you will love Pilar Freeman. Ah, guys, welcome back to the Be Contagious Leadership Experience. This is season two, and I am so honored and flattered that you have decided to spend your time with us Today. I've got a great guest today. Um, she is a mom, she is an entrepreneur, a businesswoman, a singer, actress, dancer. I mean, she really does everything under the sun, but really, her claim to fame is that she is my amazing sister. We have on today Pilar Freeman. What's going on, P? What is happening? I'm so excited to be on here. I just really was always thinking, what would it take for me to be a guest on your show? I mean, I just feel like I'm so excited and I'm so happy to be here and I'm so proud of all the work that you're doing. So I'm happy to be able to contribute a little bit of my talent and energy and uh, presence on your podcast. So thank you. Well, the great thing about I on the it's, it's a known fact that on the Be Contagious Leadership Experience, I only bring guests who talk how great I am. So yet once again, okay. we have another one. <laughs> well, anyways, you know, if you can go ahead, P, and, and for those of you who don't know, um, Pilar, her real name is Pilar. We call her P. And, and I mean, you're just going to love her energy and what she brings to the table. P, go ahead and give us kind of like the elevator pitch of who you are, what you've done, and go. Oh, okay. I think that that's like such a big question, but I'm ready <laughs> for the challenge. So I, by trade, um, am a makeup artist and I started in the entertainment industry doing a lot of makeup work, but I really, really started um, as a model when I was 14 years old. And so that really kind of sparked my interest in the whole entertainment industry. I really wanted to fulfill my dreams of being an actress, a TV host. And one of the ways that I kind of weaseled my way into the industry was by doing makeup. I always have been so, um, you know, kind of good actually with art. So I took it to another level and um, I really excelled in my makeup artistry skills. And along that journey, I've been able to um, learn through new experiences, different kind of trades, and really have kind of been involved in, you know, TV hosting and acting, in um, inspirational speaking, in um, women's empowerment, especially for young girls, because that is an issue that's near and dear to my heart. Um, and most recently, I actually have um, just launched a CBD skincare line. So it's a beauty and body oil line that I have been working really tirelessly to um, put forth like a really great product. And I'm so happy with um where I'm at with that. So, I mean, that's kind of the gist of it. There's so many different nooks and crannies that, you know, have gone along with it, just like you, just like so many other people watching and hearing this. Um, but that's basically what I do now. Um, yeah. So basically that's the nutshell. Now I'm going to, we're going to touch on a couple of things that you already 
said, which I think are awesome, are you use the term weasel your way in. Now, I love that term because you are creative enough to find different ways on how to get into a different industry. Is that something you've always done? Is that something that you advise people? Is it really just getting your foot in the door and then making your way around? What are some things that made you do that and your thought process? Yeah, um, I think that you know, through experiences and opportunities that were each presented, and for me personally, for um, opportunities that were presented to me, they just really kind of opened the door to other opportunities. So, you know, it was like, let's say I had, you know, the idea of, okay, I'd like to star in a horror film. You know what I mean? And so um, I didn't know how I was going to get there, but I knew that I had the um, will and I knew that I had the determination. So I basically was able to use my acting and my makeup as both stepping stones. So I started off doing um, like music videos because that was a thing then, you know, so I... (laughs) I really, you know, made my rounds in mu- in the music, you know, video scene. And um, in doing that, while I was in college, you know, opened my mouth, as they say, closed mouths don't get fed and said, hey, I'm really an aspiring makeup artist. What can I do? And from there, I was able to meet other people that said, hey, since you're doing this music video, we could maybe use you as an assistant makeup artist. And I was never scared to do the work because everything in life is steps. So, you know, starting from really humbling kind of experiences, those led me to people, those people led me to opportunities and sparked, hey, why don't you do this? Or you be good for this, you know, just because I was able to show that I had the good work ethic and that I was determined to just do whatever it kind of took within great moral ground, of course. Right. Yeah. (laughs) Now, how important are is, you know, everyone talks about doing the work, okay? Like you got to come in and you got to do the work every day. You got to put your best foot forward. How do you stay motivated and inspired to do that every single day in the industry? And when I say industry, you know, makeup industry, whether it's acting, for our listeners, we have a lot of coaches, we have a lot of CEOs, so very competitive environment. How are you able to do that every single day at such a high level? Yeah, that's a good question, actually, because... um, you know, every day it's not all roses, you know, every day we all don't wake up like, Oh, I feel great today. You know, I'm motivated because there are those days where you feel really defeated. You know, there are those days where I have felt like, okay, you know, I'm a year older. (laughs) I haven't done what I thought in my head, you know, were things that I had put kind of limitations on. So I think for me, Um, what I focus on is the present, like where I'm at. And then I visualize where I want to be. So, you know, I do that with everything working out, you know, in the content that I'm creating for, you know, whether it be Instagram or just in like speaking to people and stuff, it's just a matter of, okay, so I'm here right now, but what are the steps that it's going to take to, um, get to the next level of how I envision myself. So it's like, I think about, okay, but if I did this now, then I potentially have a better chance of, you know, reaping the benefits later. So it's kind of like sowing the seeds, you know? So I think to myself, okay, what seeds are, am I going to plant right now 
to see the harvest later on. And that took a while because, you know, for me, I started modeling at 14 and I felt like no doubt by the time I was 24, it was going to happen for me. And I know you love this story and I just have to share it with everybody because it's my best story. (laughs) But it was one of those things where, um, my boyfriend, husband now, you know, boyfriend at the time, husband now had said, you need to do something that's different than anybody else. You need to put your, you know, I had my, my demo reel together and I was just determined. This was before TV hosting was even like a big thing, you know, and I was determined to submit my VHS TV reel. And I went through a list of every single network, every single network, you know, and e-television are the only, is the only network that actually called me back. You know, I didn't get the job. I totally bombed the audition. It was horrible. It was like my (laughs) first time, you know, but that gave me a sense of hope. And I think that's Uh, what, you know, we know is to be so important is that if you do the work, meaning one thing a day, you know, or you take a list that you've written for a plan that you can see, you know, and sometimes it's just, okay, let me take five pictures. Let me take a couple of pictures and, you know, really fine tune those pictures that I want to upload or, you know, just write in your journal entry. Like, I think it's just doing something every single day. And, you know, there, it's okay to not do something every single day too, but as long Mm -hmm. as you get back to your path of, okay, I see myself doing this and what is most important to me? You know what I mean? Like, does it, how much does this matter to me? So, yeah, I mean, I really just think like, you know, taking steps and like that is really doing the work and visualizing your greater self of how you see yourself once you achieve these goals. Mm. You, I mean, you're dropping nuggets like crazy. You talk about being present. You talk about plant harvesting seeds and then watching it grow and, and everything else. How important is that patient piece, right? Because everybody wants to be an expert now. Everybody wants all this stuff. Now you're saying to, you're saying to the audience, like, listen, give yourself a break, do some things so that you're going on your journey. Don't crucify yourself, but as long as you come back to it. Yes. How how long has that taken to be patient? I know you're preaching to me all the time that I need to be patient because I'm like going 100 miles per hour. Talk about that. Talk about how that came about, but mm-hmm. but how you are instilling that in your life all the time. Yeah, no, that's a really good point because um, patience is not my strong suit. You know, I'm like a <laughs> stubborn perfectionist Virgo where I'm like, no, I'm doing this, then I should have this outcome, you know? And actually... Um, you know, I, I hit a wall in life at about 28 years old. And at 28, my whole life came crashing down. Like I had goals. Let's take it a bit further back. So like when I was about 24, I had a goal of, okay, I'm going to get a Mercedes by the time I'm 25, you know, by 26, I was like, I'm going to start my own production company. And I had, I was on par, I was on par. And at 28, everything came crashing down. I was like, I was actually hosting a TV show. It was a California based infotainment sort of show. Um, I had a production company. I was just so happy. I felt like, wow, you know, all this is happening before 30. It was like beyond my wildest dreams, Mm -hmm. truly, you know, and everything went radio silent. Mm. Like I lost the show. I, you know, lost pretty much everything that I had worked for. 
And that was the economy, right? The crash of 2008. And I had some personal things going on also that contributed to these new challenges. And so I really got into this dark place of, I still had hope and I still had the determination, but I felt like my whole world had like come tumbling down, you know, Mm -hmm. like I was heartbroken and I felt like, what did I do all this work for, you know? And I entered into a season of my life where I had to, I was forced to be patient and, you know, um, I was forced to be still, you know, in the Bible, they talk about being still. And it's like, people don't really understand that until you're in the position to be still. It's like, what do you mean? You know, like, I want to do this. I want to do that, you know? And so my journey kind of led me all across the United States. I moved to the East Coast and that was sad for me because I had never been away from LA, but it was also a time of new adventure. It was also a time for me to really understand what it meant to be still and to let things fall into place, like how they're supposed to fall into place. And so I landed a great job. Like I remember getting going there and I saw a Saks Fifth Avenue and I was like, you know what? I'm going to start over. I'm going to be a makeup artist at Saks Fifth Avenue. And, you know, it happened. You know, it was one of those things where it was like, that was the only option. And it was meant for me. Like, that's what I was able to do. And um, because it was kind of like a smaller town, I was able to get signed to an agency for both makeup artistry and both... um, you know, acting and commercial work. So that gave me another sense of hope, but it was still, but nothing was hitting. It still wasn't hitting. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, I was like trying the same formula, but something wasn't working, you know? And it was really, really um, just a gift that I was put in this like terrible situation because I had to kind of like crawl myself out of it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so because you, you know, once you're here in career of what you think that you're doing great and all of a sudden all of that is taken away from you and you're forced to start over again, um, that really brings you to a humbling perspective, you know, that brings you back down and it keeps you grounded. And it's like, okay, well, I'm going to start over and I'm going to start over curious. I'm going to start over with questions. I'm going to start over. Like, I don't even know this like world, you know what I mean? And I think in doing that, I was, you know, I, I gave grace to myself, you know, I gave space you know, to myself and being able to, like, I kind of released those pressures that I had before because that um, point in my life really showed me that um, you can't control anything, you Mm. know, that like things happen, you know, people say things happen for a reason. And while I did sort of agree with that, this really was like, oh no, this happened for a reason. But because I could no longer control my own narrative at that time, I felt like, you know what, I'm just going to let this happened for me. And so slowly but surely, I just learned patience in that sense. And I've just really kept that sort of beginner level curiosity through everything that I've done since Mm. then. The, again, I mean, you're saying some, so many great things, grace, starting over, talk about the starting over piece, right? So many people are afraid of starting over and some are don't want to make that choice. I think in your case, it was kind of forced a little bit 
yeah. um, with it. But like, talk about starting over, not so much about the fears, but the courage to start over mm-hmm. and go full force in it. Yeah, I love that actually. And I, I really, um, I really like um, to talk about the whole starting over point because um, I think first, when you have to start over, in order to start over, everything has to be stripped of you. So it's very reminiscent of like what we're going through right now as the world, you know, things are being lifted, things are being stripped, you know, things that we cannot control are, are, are being taken away. And that's exactly what was happening to me at the time. And I think that in starting over, you have to sort of put aside everything that you thought was, you know, and just allow space to create something anew. So if you, you know, kind of like go, you know, do away with all the things that you once thought was or how things should be and allow things to just, you know, enter your life as they come. I think that that gives you more of the hope and that gives you more of the courage to be like, yeah, okay, this makes sense. This might not have been right for the 28 year old me, but this is right right for me now. You know what I mean? And I think that's the beautiful thing about age and life and experiences, you know, but I think that's really, you just have to kind of, and I know that's not an easy thing. You know, it's like, especially if you feel like you have control over your situation, but once you know that you don't really have control over the situation, it's like, you just have to allow things to happen for you as they are as they're happening. And then you're like, okay, I can go with this. Let me just roll with it. You know what I mean? I think that's kind of how that, that was sort of the approach that I took. I was like, I don't have control over this. Let me, okay. You want me to do this? Sure. I'll, I'll try that. You know, you just have to kind of be open. It's like what we tell our kids, you know, always stay, you know, hungry for informations, you know, always stay like wondrous, always stay in like deep curiosity. And I feel like for us, as long as, you know, if we practice what we preach to the young ones, then we'll have that sort of, you know, ability to go full force in like new opportunities. Right. Now, now you mentioned, obviously, children. You have two beautiful kids, my niece and nephew. Um, So you're talking about all these experiences. You're talking about all these ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And you're doing this. You're starting over. You're sowing the seeds. You're doing all these things with two children, with a family. Yeah. So talk about the pressures, the emotions, the the triumphs, the the tribulations, all those things that has just shaped you into, you know, the successful woman that you are today. Thank you. Yeah. So I do. I have two children. Um, My daughter, well, obviously, you know this, but for our (laughs) audience. (laughs) So um, my daughter is 18 and glory be to God. She just got accepted into NYU. Yes. Um, My son is 11. And um, when all of this sort of was happening and I hit that wall and was forced to start over, um, it was a very, very delicate time because I had just had my son and my daughter was seven years old. Kafira was seven years old. And so she really, you know, um, X was a baby, you know what I mean? So of course there was worry about that because I felt like, okay, how was I going to balance this? What, what am I supposed to do? You know, how is this, I got to feed these kids, you know? And, um, I think that we, 
collectively took it back to a sort of like simple living, you know what I mean? And it was survival, Mm -hmm. you know, it was a challenge at times, you know? Um, And there was a point, several points where they saw me break down because there was just no choice. You know what I mean? They already know that I'm a strong mom because I am their number one advocate. I'm always on the line for them and I'm taking care of them. But, you know, that's the beautiful thing about children is that as long as they know that they're loved, they're so resilient and they follow you wherever you go. And so in our kind of world tour of like moving to all these different places, just to see what would click, you know, Um, they just rolled with me and, you know, it was never really a worry about, oh my gosh, like my kids are going to be exposed to this or my kids are seeing that I, you know, can't get it together or like nothing's like happening for me, you know, but at the same time, um, they really, really just rolled, you know, and I think it's because they knew how much I loved them and how much that I would do for them and everything that I did was for them. And I'm very fortunate because there are so many moments, I think that especially, you know, cause we were in this struggle for a good, like 10 years, you know what I mean? So don't get me wrong. This was not like an right. easy beat, you know, yeah, it wasn't and, overnight. Yeah, it wasn't overnight. And I remember, you know, <laughs> I ended up living in Florida and, um, Kafira was in seventh grade and X was like in first grade. And um, on the weekends, I worked at um, a blowout bar, you know, for hair. And I would like, you know, hustle and do makeup, ask the people there about, you know, getting their makeup done. And I remember um, Kafira was like, mom, she had just got inducted into like the um, National Honor Society. And she's like, mom, you know, I need like $78 for the jacket. And I was like, okay, I don't have it, you know, but Mm -hmm. wait, just wait, you know, so another, like, so not only am I having to be patient, but I'm having to have my kids be patient, you know, so they're learning that with me. And I remember leaving the salon and I called her and I was like, I made $80. We can pay for your jacket, you know? So I took the kids and and my son at the time, he was six. And so I said, come on, let's go to the dollar store. You know, like each of you get one thing each, you know, I have $2 extra, you each get something. So I think that like, even though there was struggle, there were still moments of miracles. There were still, you know, moments where they looked upon me and was like, you know what, she can make anything happen. I mean, my son will still say like, mom can't go grocery store shopping on $10. (laughs) Like that's That's nothing, you know what I mean? And I think that it actually exposing them to struggle really has kind of um, um, broadened, you know, their views of different perspectives of life, you know, it all hasn't, it hasn't all been like sweet, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it's like, of course, now we're in a better place. But I think from even their experiences, while I was having the same experiences, they did too, from a different lens, you know, I think that that um, really broadened who they are too. So it was a challenge, but we made it, you know? And I love it. You, You said a couple of things, you talk about struggle, and your actions and the story you're ta- talking about includes gratitude. Mm-hmm. So how does being grateful for the struggle mm-hmm. help people on their journey? Okay, so I believe in gratitude and I'm so happy that you you know touched upon that because gratitude, um, that way of life and practice really um, 
started for me in 2012. And actually, I just found my first gratitude journal from 2012, (laughs) you know, and basically um, what it was, um, was every day I was going to write five things that I was grateful for, you know, hold on, hold on. Let's be honest here. There were probably a few days where all five things was, I'm so thankful that (laughs) Hernando is my brother. (laughs) I'm sorry, go ahead. Definitely. (laughs) (laughs) You know me too well. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So, so what I did was I, um, and, and it was this, it was things like the sunshine, you know, it was things that I woke up. It was things that think, you know, we have food in the fridge. It really, really was, you know, not even bare bones, but it was the things that matter, you know, and that's how I really, really started kind of enveloping that whole, um, practice and way of life into my everyday life. And, um, I think that, and I know it to be true that the more you're able to exercise gratitude and the more that you're able to repeatedly say, I'm grateful for this conversation I'm having, or I'm grateful that I have clean water to drink, or I'm grateful that I have a computer to zoom with you on. You know what I mean? It's all really, it could be anything, but as long as you acknowledge it, you know, and I think that you really, really take heed to this is more than, you know, what other people have and not even Mm -hmm. comparing it to other people, but it's really sort of like, you know what, things could be worse. Or it's like, you know, you put all your problems in one basket and then you start reading them all and you're like, to take mine out. You know what I mean? Because it's just not that bad. And so that was one of the things in my darkest times, you know, it's funny what happens is that you're thinking of different ways out and it always starts by searching within. Uh, And that's how it started for me, you know, in 2012, it was a couple of years after, you know, when things got crazy, but I was like, I cannot, you know, I am a joyous person. I am a grateful person, but I really wanted to make it Um, more of a focal point in my life. And so, yeah, I mean, I just really believe in gratitude. And I think that the way that we think, you know, forms our habits, it forms what we say. I think what we say is very important. You know, words have so much power and so much meaning. So I really watch what I do say, because I feel like even the smallest of, you know, negative words can really affect how you are, you know? Mm. So I do believe in prayer and I pray every day. And my prayers in the morning are, you know, even if you just said, thank you, you know, start the day with a thank you and the day with a thank you. You know, I just believe that to be true. Yeah. And, and I have to totally agree, you know, Pilar and I grew up in a, in a home where mom was very religious, you know, always read the Bible. We, we recited Psalm 91, like a cult for years of our, of our lives, which by the way, is a great song. (laughs) I believe in the shadow of almighty shelter by the God who is above all gods. Okay. That's all. That's all I got for you. But so, so I, I totally agree. And, and P and I've had tremendous amount of conversations, probably the same way all of you have had with your siblings, with close friends on faith, on hope, on, you know, when you're spiraling down, you know, usually you have that one or two people that lend their hand out and pull you out of that. And, and I know P has done that, you know, for me and, and of the, all the different things that, that I've learned how to be, thankful and have tons of gratitude. Let's, let's fast forward to where we are today. You are a successful, is it entrepreneur mom, 
right? Is that what yeah, people say? Entrepreneur mom? Yeah. Right? So you have your own, um, you know what? I'll explain it because I'm probably going to butcher it all. I'll let you explain it because I'm going to butcher it all together. Okay. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So since all of that, I, you know, built enough courage to start a new company. And um, within that company, I, um, one of the, things of my company is basically I have launched a CBD beauty oil. And so um, basically there, I always wanted to put out a skincare line. I mean, just being in the beauty industry, you know, I have struggled with um, skin issues my whole life. And so that was always very near and dear to my heart. I felt like, okay, I have to do something. I wanted to do something that was um, related to essential oils and you know, 100% natural. And I just really didn't know where I was going to go with that. And um, about two years ago, I came up with an idea, I wrote it down. And I was like, okay, this is what I want to do. And um, as of December, our website went live. And um, we are also in a in the process or in the moment of being still just because of what is happening, you know, around the world. But um, let me actually show you. (laughs) Yeah, let's bring out yeah. the CBD oil, which is huge, right? It's it is so I don't know if you can see that a little bit. It's oh, there it is. It's coming in focus for those watching on BCLE TV. It's okay. coming in face luminous is what this one is. This is a massager so, with orange. Yes. So I was like, how do you know that? Oh my. Well. Yeah. So basically, <laughs> so it's a hundred percent natural ingredients and it's hemp derived full spectrum cannabinoidal oil um, mixed with um, flaxseed oil and orange essential oils. And, you know, I'm not really sure if you're familiar or if your audience is so familiar with CBD, but basically CBD does come from the marijuana plant. However, Mm -hmm. it does not have THC. And what the THC is, is that that is like the psychoactive effects of marijuana. So CBD, it's hemp derived. So this is no THC at all. This does not give you any psychoactive Um, effects, but it does give you all of the benefits. And the Mm. benefits that come with CBD range from like pain relief to stress to anxiety to um, even pain management to um, cell regeneration, skin rejuvenation. And so for me, I felt like it was the best um, ingredient to um, create a product around. And so I took that and then I took my favorite essential oils. And so I call it, and you would appreciate this, my starting five. I have yes. four that are released right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I have luminous, which is orange. I have stay woke, which is eucalyptus. I have warrior, which is bergamot. Thank you for naming it after me, by the way, warrior. I got you. I got you. (laughs) I got Zen, which is lavender. And then um, I'm waiting on divine, which is my frankincense that has not, that's still um, at the manufacturer and we're still working on that. But yeah, that was my starting five, my starting five lineup. And basically, um, you know, you can find my products. I am available online. It's chameleonface.com. And this is my new baby. You know, I never have released a product before. And there was some, you know, kind of trepidation also because I felt like, 
but I still am doing this and I still want to do right. this. And I don't want to be identified and just doing this, you know, but I'm like, it is what it is. So many people are doing everything they want to do. I'm like, we can do that too. And we've always That's done right. that, you know? So yeah, I'm really excited about this product. It's such a good product and I've had like such great reviews so far. So I actually can't wait for you to try it so you can, you know, give yeah, me Yeah, I would love to put it on my bald head right now. Yeah, you could. I guess it would be actually, perfect. Maybe it'll help my hair grow. Although I don't want hair. I should buy my beard? Yeah, you can oh, use the beard yeah. oil too. So that's right. a great thing. I'm going to do that. All right, so what? So you, all this stuff, you, you start your line. But you, I think you made a great point. Like you start the line, but there, in your mind, you're also saying, I want to do this. I am this. I want to do acting. I want to go out there and, and, and motivate. I want to, you know, she, for those, you got to follow her on Instagram and we'll drop those later on, but you know, but you know, but you know, mom workout, she does a lot of workouts and empowering. So for the audience out there who yeah. hasn't had the courage yet to take the step forward, like, what are you telling them? What are you, how are you pushing them to go, go out there and believe in them? Okay. Yeah, that's good. I mean, simply put, you just have to do it. <laughs> you know what I mean? And it doesn't even matter. Um, because I always made excuses. I don't have a good phone or I don't have a camera or I don't have a proper light. You know, I feel like where there's a will, there's a way, you know? So if it's something that you want to do, you just have to go out and do it. Like, for example, this is a prime example I am really trying to build my YouTube channel. And it's something that I have just, I started again in 2012 and I just left it alone. And somebody called me one day and was like, you have like 8,000 views on one of your videos. And I was like, I do, you know? So <laughs> just, just cause I had never really paid attention. Well, it's something like 89 subscribers there. I mean, it's not much anything to be like, Oh yeah, I have this following or whatever. That's something I would, I, I hope to gain, you know, but I even tell myself, and this is what I would tell other people too. And what I do tell other people is that you just have to do it. You know, it's going back mm -hmm. to the basics of doing the work. You know, if you get a response, great, you know, but you have to be consistent. I think we hear that all the time. Consistency is key. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that if you have an idea, it's just great to go ahead and execute it, you know, because once you have something in your hand that you can reference to, and if you're like, well, that video doesn't look so great, or, well, I mean, the, that picture is not so whatever, or what you thought it would be. But as long as you have something to build upon, then you can make a reference to, okay, I like this about this picture. I like this about this workout. And basically just kind of do a whole trial and error with yourself, you know, right. That's kind of what I've been doing my whole life. <laughs> <laughs> and, but you know what? Like that's, we only have one life, right? And some people take it. They have one life that they've got to go ahead and have the house. They've got to have all these different things. Like, but there's a lot of us that are now growing. Like, listen, we do have this one life and we've got to do whatever we can to get our best foot forward yeah. and just do it. Mm -hmm. I mean, that that's what what we've always said. I got one last question for you. It is the piece de resistance. It's what everybody waits for. It's why everybody listens to the whole podcast. Because the final question, which is always, when they make your full featured film, oh, who is playing Pilar? Um, that's an easy one for me. Oh, here we go. My daughter will be playing young me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yes. And I will be playing myself. <laughs> Listen, if that's not a pure example of self-love, I don't know what is. That is amazing. No one has ever said that. They're like, well, I think Morgan Freeman will play Hernando. Oh, yeah. Or, you know, like, you know, so, I mean, you know, because Morgan and I look the same. But, yeah. no, it, like, it, it, I love that answer. I think that's a great example for all you listening. Like, you have to give permission to yourself yeah. to proclaim that you're a badass. Yeah. I mean, like, that's – I don't do it enough. A, a lot of people don't do it enough, but we have to be able – to do it enough. Pete, can you tell everybody where they could find you, where they could find the icon, where they could find you and your products? Yes, thank you so much. So me, you know, if you'd like to follow me and my beauty, wellness, lifestyle, um, makeup, you know, sort of uh, pictures and videos, I am at Pilar Freeman on Instagram. My business for Chameleon Face is at Chameleon Face. And you can purchase my products at chameleonface.com. And if you guys want to follow me on YouTube so I can up those subscribers. <laughs> Get those subscribers also, up. Yeah. I'm also at Pilar Freeman on YouTube. And, and I'm saying this, guys. I'm not just saying this because she is my sister. I'm saying this because when you need, uh, you know, a little motivation, you need some inspiration, you need to get energy from somebody, there is nobody better than P. There is absolutely no one better in the world. I mean, honestly, she has lifted me up from the dark depths of life. Um, and with each other, we're able to feed off each other with her family and my family and, and everything. So I encourage you, reach out to her, um, DM her, say, hey, what's going on? This is something that, that I may be going through. But um, she's definitely worth your time. Pete, thanks so much for joining us. I love you. You are Thank another you. great guest. Oh, my God. I love you so speech. much. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of everything that you're doing. Oh, now I'm going to cry. All right, guys, we will see you next time on the BCLE. How about Pilar Freeman hitting threes like Steph Curry all day long? Don't forget, guys, please reach out to her. You will love her energy. And I, when I said in the podcast that she just is a light in so many ways, she really is. So follow her on Instagram. Order some oils on her website and reach out to her because she can give you some great, great feedback and advice. Speaking of feedback, I'd love for you to head on over to iTunes. Please rate us, rank us, give us five stars, give us one star. It really doesn't matter. It just matters to me that you took the time to go ahead and rate us today. Guys, again, I say this, without you, our movement means nothing. Thanks for joining us on HernandoPlanels.com. Thanks for following us on Instagram and Twitter. Reach out if we could be of any service to you or your movement. Thanks so much for joining us on the Be Contagious Leadership Experience, and I'll see you next time.